It is that time of the week again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Hoops Caviar. This is episode five. I am your co-host, Dante Toro, a.k.a. Dante on Deck. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dante on Deck. And I am back this week with my co-host, the one and the only, Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, what's up, my dude? Uh, nothing is up. I am just ready to talk some ball with you. It's my favorite time of the week two times a week with you mm-hmm. so we are just building our chemistry here it looks like we have the best in the league so far so uh the more we uh talk together the more we play together the more we grow and uh chase that title so uh i'm ready to get this going chase that title chasing banners as the name of our other celtics podcast as well but we are here to talk about all things basketball today on hoops caviar we have a few different topics to talk about one I mean, the biggest thing is that the NBA is kind of back. I mean, it's not – we haven't started the official regular season games yet, but the scrimmage games have started yesterday, Wednesday, July 22nd. There were four games that were played. Uh, Just to recap them, we had the Clippers beating the Orlando Magic, the Denver Nuggets beating the Washington Wizards, the New Orleans Pelicans absolutely running over the Brooklyn Nets, which we can kind of expect to see uh, for, for a lot of time in Orlando because the Brooklyn Nets just are uh, just down so many players. And the Miami Heat defeated the Sacramento Kings. Even though it wasn't, you know, the stars, the big-name players didn't really play as many minutes as you'd expect them to, or want them to. I mean, you shouldn't really expect them to play too many minutes during the scrimmages because these games don't mean anything. It's just more of them, you know, shaking the rust off, getting back out there. It was still nice to see our favorite players. It was still nice to see everyone just back looking good. I mean, Paul George looked great yesterday. Lou Williams had 22 points for the Clippers. Um, It's just also a time where you can kind of give guys some minutes that never really got minutes and just like seeing, you know, who can run with the team, who maybe – can see who's going to get more minutes during the regular season. There is one man that just absolutely showed out in the scrimmage game. In the scrimmage game that he played in yesterday, he has been all over social media. Mr. Bull Bull, the son of Manute Bull, seven foot two center. He actually started at power forward. Uh, the Nuggets had just a ridiculous starting lineup. They had Nikola Jokic running the point guard, and then they had Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap. Bull Bull and um, Mason Plumley, or maybe it was my, it was one of the Plumley uh, Plumley brothers. I think it was Mason Plumley. Um, they just had a an absurd. It was Mason Plumley. I just checked myself there. They just had an absurd starting lineup. The shortest guy on the court was Paul Millsap, I believe, who was six seven. Um, but the the story of the game here was Bull Bull. He finished with sixteen points, ten rebounds and six blocks as a starter. He didn't play a single game during the regular season due to a foot injury. He was a late second-round pick. Uh, I remember, Ryan, he was, like, during the draft, there were so many different spots or picks that he could have been taken at. Like, I remember some people saying he was going to go top 10. I remember some people saying he was going to go first round. And then he just kept slipping and slipping and slipping. And then he eventually went, to the uh, Denver Nuggets. I'm pretty sure it was the 40th, the 44th pick. And, you know, they took a chance on him. I mean, with 
being 7'2", being able to kind of shoot, I guess. I mean, he shot two for eight from three. He had this one play where he got a block on one end and just brought the ball up and just shot a three in transition and netted it. Um, can do you, I mean, can you see Bull Bull making like a serious impact on the Denver Nuggets? Because, I mean, I know it's just one game. I know it's a scrimmage game. But obviously social media just went to an absolute frenzy. They absolutely loved what they saw. Listen, the Celtics have Taco Fall. Fans love him. Is Bull Bull going to be that guy for the Denver Nuggets, or is he actually going to be like you know not just a fan favorite, but someone that actually you know plays a good amount of minutes and makes an makes an impact? Well, first of all, the reason why he kept slipping down so far the uh, draft is because I think he had a foot injury, yeah. which kept him out of his whole college season. So that was a huge risk. And usually with tall guys like him, you don't really want them to have foot injury it's really bad and it's very lingering as you could see so it took him a while to get back I think you know it's gonna take him a little while to get into it you know this was just a scrimmage game it's the first game back in months it's not really something fans should get too hyped about I mean like it's it's sick that he had the stat line he did and had the game he did but don't go too far with that yet you know it's one game it's one game and it's a scrimmage that's all it was, you know? So I don't, I would just say, give it time. I, I actually wanted the Celtics to draft him last year. That was one too. of the, Personally, yeah, I did too. that was one of the guys I wanted the Celtics to take really, really, really bad because he can shoot and he's seven, two, he can swat anything. Like he's just ridiculous. He's just a more athletic taco fall who can shoot threes. But I, I think it's going to take some time. Like in the future, I think he, can make an impact but it just depends on if he can stay healthy because he is very good he is very talented but it's just about his foot holding up yeah no absolutely that that is why he slipped I mean listen when you're seven foot two and you have you know an injury like that already that's already like a big red flag like I'm sure if he didn't have that type of injury he would have been a first round pick teams would have taken a chance on him but you know when you're that big you're that skinny or that frail. Like, I mean, listen, even with Taco Fall and the Celtics, like one of my biggest fears is that this guy is going to go down with just a horrific knee injury or a leg injury. And like, that's it because like, you know, being so big, it's just a scary thought to have, but the Denver Nuggets, obviously they played it smart with him throughout the regular season. They had play him at single. He didn't play a single game. Uh, then, you know, he had his, he had his time to shine during the scrimmage. But I think, honestly, going back to what you're saying about, like, not freaking out, people are going to freak out if they see a performance from, like, a great performance from someone because we haven't had basketball in so long. And even though they're just scrimmages, someone's going to have, like, a, an amazing performance and fans are just going to be like, oh, like, this is it. Like, this is all they needed. Like, they're just going to be so good now going forward. But in hindsight, like, we're really going up these guys are going up against like second, third string players. Like it's yep. not really anything crazy. Like today, for example, um, uh, today on July 23rd, we had the Milwaukee Bucks play the San Antonio Spurs. And Giannis just looked like an absolute bully. Like he just looked like, you know, the MVP that he should be. He had 22 points, um, three rebounds, four assists, shot nine for 13. But at the same time, he was being guarded by uh, some guy named Luka Samancic. 
So it's like, you know, like how impressive is it really? You know what I mean? Right. I think that's just what we're going to kind of expect to see. Don't uh, like, don't be surprised. Like, you know, we have our Celtics podcast, so I'm going to bring up the Celtics for a sec. Like, don't be surprised if a guy in the Celtics goes off for 20 points or something exactly. like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's Absolutely. just scrimmages. Everyone's getting back into it. They're all trying to get the rust off. You're going to see players you've never seen before. So, you know, it's not really a big deal until you get to the playoffs is what I'm oh, looking at it absolutely. as. You know, and since we're uh, on the topic of the Celtics, like, for example, Kemba Walker isn't going to be playing for the Celtics during their scrimmage because he's, you know, still he has that knee injury. Actually, he's uh, looking very good. He says he feels great. So that's probably – we talked about this on Chasing Banners, but we have no worries there. Um, but he's not playing tomorrow. So that means we're going to see guys like Carson Edwards – Tremont Waters, like they're going to get a lot of playing time. And it wouldn't shock me if, you know, you know, Carson Edwards comes in, just gets hot, and he hits like five or six threes. And all of a sudden, people can be like, oh, like this is it. Like this is like he's going to be such a big, uh, such a big impact player for us. He's going to be perfect off the bench. But it's just one game. It's just one scrimmage game. That's just a very small sample size. You can't really hold that to someone as like, you know, hoping that they will be an X factor. They will be doing that consistently moving forward. But regardless, it's nice to see basketball being played. It is nice to see guys back getting on the court, shaking the rust off. So far, so good. And also, I don't know if we brought this up last week. Um, the NBA did testing for coronavirus, and zero players came back positive in the bubble. So that's just proving that the bubble is working. I really don't understand. Like, I, since the very beginning, I was thinking this thing was going to work because yeah. logically, everyone in there is negative. You don't allow anyone in. No one goes out. How how is the virus going to get in? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's good to hear. Uh, good to hear that the bubble is working. Uh, everyone's staying healthy, and hopefully this thing can run its course, uh, the NBA season, without any interruptions and all of that. Ryan, what are your thoughts there? Well, my first thought is I really wish my college would use the same philosophy <laughs> that Adam Silver did. Yeah, you're not the only one. you know, it works. It works. But, yeah, no, it, it's showing that the bubble is really working. Like, I, I'm, I'm the same as you, you know. Before it even started, I felt like – it was going to work because again, if you don't let anyone come in and you don't let anyone leave, how's the virus going to be able to get to everyone? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's perfect that it's working. So now that we have our first few games, our first few scrimmages played, Ryan, I want to ask, I want to ask this question. I want to start this debate. We have our list of teams, our contenders, our dark horses, just teams in the middle or on the bubble on the verge of being a title contender. What would your top five teams be going into the Orlando bubble, going into the regular season, going into the playoffs from one to five? What are your favorite, like your, your favorites to win it all down to, I guess the, the fifth best odds to win it all. Well, first I'm going to have to go with the LA Lakers because LeBron James, I've been saying this every week. I think like LeBron James is, the best player no matter what like Giannis is very good but when it comes to the playoffs LeBron turns it up a whole other level and the partnership that he has going on with Anthony Davis it's only going to flourish in the playoffs plus right you have guys like Danny Green who will be a good good who will make great impacts for the team like those are guys that you don't really think about 
Danny Green's going to pop up out of nowhere. He's going to start banging threes. He's going to play great defense. You know, they do have J.R. Smith coming off the bench, too, who could come in and get some points. So I have the Lakers up there just because of Le- mainly because of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, the second team that I have is the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, the, the guy's an absolute animal. Mm-hmm. So how the hell are you supposed to stop him? And the way that they played this season, there's no, there's no signs of stopping, even with coming into the bubble. Who's going to slow them down? And Giannis, obviously, doesn't want to change up his game, and it doesn't seem like he's going to slow down. So good luck with that one. My third team is the LA Clippers, obviously, just because their whole roster is just one big stack of awesomeness, I guess you could say, (laughs) because you have the two-headed monster on defense between PG-13, which is Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, and those two themselves are just hard to get by. Not even talking about Pat Beverly, not even talking about Shamet, not even talking about Montrezl Harrell, like... The list goes on and on. I'm pretty sure they also have a Morris twin, right? Or is that the... Yeah, they have Marcus Morris. Yeah, so... And um, the, the Lakers also have a Morris twin, don't Markeith they? Markeith Morris. Yeah, so there we go. So <laughs> there's two Morris twins on the two sides of LA. Um, and then my fourth team I have is the boys, the Boston Celtics. Um, I still think they have one of the best starting fives in the league. Uh, I'll actually bring that up to you after because I know you saw that the the best starting lineups in the league. Yep, you did see that tweet, so I'll bring that up after. Okay. But if anyone, if everyone stays healthy, these guys could run through the East and then make it to Milwaukee. It's going to be a tough test, but I still believe that they can beat Milwaukee. It's just a matter of making sure that Chris Middleton doesn't play like Michael Jordan each game and finding a way to slow down Giannis. So I'd say throw Marcus on him, Marcus Smart. Why not <laughs> have him harass the hell out of him? And then my fifth team is – I wouldn't have said this when they started making the moves they did to make the, the, their team the way it is now, but the Houston Rockets. And I say that because I really started to think about it. No, they don't have a big man, but they are surrounded by scores and guys who can create their own shot. Like, the whole team, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and then you got Covington, and then you have a few other guys in there who can create their own shot also. I, I'm having trouble thinking off the top of my head right now. But the Houston Rockets are going to be a, a team that is going to be just tough to stop. They're going to just rack up points. They don't need to get rebounds when you're going to be scoring everything. So that's who I have for my top five teams going into the bubble. And – now it's for you, Dante, it's for you to give me your top five. Yeah, I mean, listen, we – I mean, when you have the top three, you got Milwaukee, you got the Lakers, Milwaukee, the Clippers. I mean, those are really going to be the big three for most people. Number one, I'm going to have the Lakers. When the season started, I thought the Clippers, they were going to be my – they were my number one team. That changed up middle of the season. I just think the way LeBron and Anthony Davis have been playing together – Um, the way they just like mesh so well and obviously LeBron can turn uh, can turn dust into gold he can just turn scraps into the anything like I mean he's taken some bad teams to the finals like I mean not to 
you know, say anything bad about those players, but he's taken teams that probably shouldn't have made it to the finals to the finals. And the fact that he has Anthony Davis, another top five player next to him, he has guys around him that have been uh, as far as the finals that have that experience. I mean, they just look like, uh, they just look like a team that should make the finals. I mean, they are only two games behind the, uh, or three games behind the Bucks with the best record in the NBA. So, I mean, they are pretty close to being the best team in the NBA. Um, and also, another reason why I changed my thing, my, my, my pick, was because when Kobe Bryant passed away, that was just kind of it for me. I was just like, okay, like, LeBron is just going to be, like, not only – he's always motivated in the playoffs. He always turns into uh, zero dark uh, 23. Like, he just turns into just this monster – but now he has that extra motivation, the extra push, the extra willingness. He wants to bring a championship to L.A., not only for himself, for his legacy, but for Kobe Bryant as well. So they're my number one. Milwaukee, number two. You said it. There's no one that can stop Giannis. There really isn't. It's just a matter of stopping everyone around him. It's just a matter of containing Chris Middleton. Eric Bloodsaw, I mean, it's not like he goes off, but like, you know, holding him to below average games, Brooke Lopez, um, just all those surrounding guys. You just want to make sure you contain them. Uh, it's going to be tough for teams in the East to beat them. I mean, the Boston Celtics probably have the best chance. You're going to have to throw a million guys on them. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum can all get their share. Semi Ojale has been known to step in and try to contain Giannis and he's done a good job in the past obviously Giannis is a different beast now than years prior so it's just one of those things we just got to throw different bodies on him and just hope it works I mean he's still probably going to put up his his averages of like 30 and 12 30 and 13 but you gotta hope for the best there three the Los Angeles Clippers I think the Clippers have the best roster all around in the league I mean their bench is basically like a starting lineup I mean, usually Patrick Beverly didn't play, but it's usually Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. And then they, they would either have, since they got Marcus Morris, they've been starting him. And now they have Joakim Noah, who actually started for them during the scrimmage. And off the bench, you got Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, who are both very capable starters. Reggie Jackson, uh, Landry Schmidt, and Ivakas Zubak. Like, that is just... It's like you take the starters out and you see who's coming in and you're like, damn, like, wh- like we can't catch a break. Like that, mm-hmm. It's just one of those teams that's like, although I think the Lakers are better than them and they, I think they could beat them in a seven-game series, it is going to be a seven-game series. Like it is going to be one of those series, like every game is going to go down to the wire. It could go either way. It really could. But I think the Lakers would have the edge there. But the Clippers would be number three. Boston, number four. I think they have the second-best odds of making it out of the East behind the box I just think I think they do have the best starting five in the NBA personally I mean one to four you got four guys that can go off for 20 points on any given night you got four guys three guys averaging over 20 one of them averaging almost almost 24 and you got Gordon Hayward averaging over 17 points a game and Daniel Tice is just one of those utility guys that does everything he can defend the rim he can play the perimeter he can shoot threes. He can get you buckets. He can. He's a willing passer. Gets you rebounds. He does a little bit of everything. He's not the best, but he he does his job. So I think Boston would be at number four, and at number five, this is where I'm going to be different. I'm going with the Toronto Raptors. I am a huge fan of how Nick Nurse has coached this team this year. How they basically went from a team that was okay. We lost our Finals MVP. We lost arguably the best player in the world at the end of last season, Kawhi Leonard. But we're still, they're still the second, uh, second seed in the East. 
Um, you know, I think this is kind of a toss-up between the Raptors and the Rockets. The reason why I'm not going with the Rockets is because, personally, in the Eastern Conference, the Raptors probably have an easier go making it to the conference finals. The Rockets are going to have to face teams like they're going to have to go through the Lakers and Clippers at one point. They're going to have to face teams like the Denver, even the Jazz. Um, it, they're just going to have tougher matchups, I believe, to make it to the conference finals as well. And I also am not the biggest believer in James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Those two guys are kind of known to, especially James Harden, to not come up clutch in big games in the playoffs. It's just like the way they play you know what they're going to do. You know exactly, like, you know James Harden's moves. Like, during the regular season, it's one thing. But, like, when the playoffs come, you know what he's going to do. You can just get on him. You can get on Russell Westbrook. And they're, those guys are easy to contain. They turn the ball over like crazy. You look at the stats, the all-time records of turnovers in a single season. Russell Westbrook and James Harden take up, like, every spot in those top five lists. Like, they – they aren't protective of the ball. They turn the ball over a lot. They chuck up a lot of shots. I mean, listen, they have their games where they're, they're hot and they can't miss. Don't get me wrong. But in the playoffs, if they go up a team like the Clippers, the Lakers, even the Nuggets, I think they're going to have a tough time going up against them. On the other hand, the Raptors, I think, would have an easier road to the conference finals. And I also think just an overall as a team, they're just built better um, from the starters to the bench. Uh, so I'm going to go Raptors at number five but that's like those are teams that are kind of everyone's been talking about like the two LA teams the Bucks the Celtics Rockets Raptors like everyone's talking about those teams but Ryan is there one team that no one's talking about that you think you know people should be considering to be a sleeper team going into the playoffs on a team that could potentially you know upset one of those teams I've consistently said this team too, and I think they have been brought up at points, but they're not being taken as seriously. The Miami Heat, they're just built to go on a run. They just are. Again, I think I brought this up last week. Like, even if they're going up against the Bucks, they are a team that's meant to wear the Milwaukee Bucks down. There are so many guys on that team that can play defense. That whole team is just full of energy. So how do you expect – to slow down a team that can't run out of energy. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. and, and especially led by a guy like Jimmy Butler, who's not going to allow anyone on his team to slack. Good luck. Good luck. And you have guys like Tyler Hero, who just decided to show up for his rookie year, and he's already playing with so much confidence. Like, he Duncan pulls Robinson. up whenever he wants. Right. Yeah, Dun that Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. You know, Bam out of Bayou's an issue. They have so many guys on that team that can just – that can just go off for them. And I think they're going to be a big problem because there's not many teams who have as many scoring options as the Miami Heat do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you do look at teams like the Clippers. You look at teams like the Celtics, you know, the Bucks, too, Lakers, like all those top teams. But you also cannot forget about the Miami Heat. They are built to go on a run. That is why they, their team is built like that. You know, when you have guys like Jay Crowder – and Andre Iguodala coming off the bench, most likely, it's they're just going to bring muscle. That's all it is. And they're going to beat you up and wear you down. So Absol that yeah. is my team. I absolutely agree with that, man. I mean, 
I love the team that Pat Riley put together in Miami. I, I personally also believe Eric Spolstra is one of the best great coaches coach. in the NBA. Like I know he each year. Each I know year people too. are like, listen, like he had he won his championships with LeBron when LeBron was in Miami. I get that, but like even since he's left, he's consistently made Miami like a good team. Like they've yep. been a sneaky team. They've always been a competitive team. Like they always give teams trouble. And I mean, I personally also think Miami has a top five. I mean, they, I think it's a given they have a top five roster, but I think you could, you can even argue that they have a top three roster in the NBA just from top to bottom. They have one superstar, Jimmy Butler. They have another all-star Bam Adebayo. Then after that, it's just like out, you have outstanding role players. Like you got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, just two guys that Duncan Robinson's already is already being argued as one of the best shooters in the NBA. Like yet in the in the scrimmage game yesterday, he shot like four for five from three. Like right out of the gate, he hit a three. The guy's just a pure shooter. Tyler Hero shoots 39 from three. Duncan Robinson shot forty five percent from three. Like those two guys can just absolutely light it up. You got Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic, uh, Kendrick Nunn, who also just came out of nowhere as a rookie. Yep. You got Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard. I mean, you can make all your jokes about uh, Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. When they get hot, I mean, they can shoot. They can shoot from beyond the arc. So when they get hot, they get hot. And they just from top to bottom, they're, just, they're filled with guys that can score. They're, they have hard-nosed players, veterans, just very well-rounded. So I, I agree with that. I mean, and if I was a team in the East, like, I, I wouldn't want the Celtics going up against them because even though I think like, we could beat them, it's a it's one of those series that's gonna tire you out. Yep. And they're gonna make you work for each and every one of those wins. And grind grind seven game series. Like they're a terrifying team that would have that you have to go up against in the playoffs. But my team, uh, my sleeper team out in the Western Conference, I kind of mentioned them before as a team that could beat the Rockets, the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have been one of my favorite teams to watch the past few years. Like, I've always been a fan of this team, but they just have so much talent. Not only talent, but they also have just so much potential because they have a ton of talent, but they're all also, like, very young. They got Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray leading the charge. And they have Will Barton, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, And then you have two guys that just kind of last year, Monte Morris, he averaged 10 points a game. Torrey Craig, who had a great year off the bench he's he is actually like a very good defender that people actually don't really talk about him that much because he isn't really I mean he plays like a good amount off the bench but not like too much but he actually like is a a very tough defender and then we mentioned Bull Bull earlier I mean he just played his first game in the scrimmage so I mean who knows what could happen with him he can turn into a key part of the rotation and they got Michael Porter Jr. Now, Michael Porter Jr. was literally a top five pick last year if it wasn't for his back injury. And he slipped all the way down. I think it was 13 or 14 to Denver. And he is a guy that could legitimately become like a third option for them. Like he has, he has such high potential in the NBA. Like just his frame, his build, like he's long, he's lanky, he can shoot, he can score, he can turn into a very good defender if he puts on some muscle. Also, with the Denver Nuggets, I mean, obviously this can't happen now, but they're a team that you could package like two or three of those guys and some picks and get another star, and that'll just set them over the top. Same thing with Miami. I know Miami's kind of had – there have been some rumors going around that Victor Oladipo, uh, they might make a run at him, or they might make a run at – um, oh, who? Uh, they, there was someone else that they were talking about making a run at. But those two teams, I mean, they can give – uh, they can give a top team, like we mentioned, like the two LA teams, 
the Rockets, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Bucks, like the Heat can give a team in the Eastern Conference a run for their money. The Nuggets can give a team in the Western Conference a run for their money. Like that's going to be a series that would be must watch. Those teams should not be slept on in the slightest because they just have so much depth from top to bottom. They just are ready to make a run. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, their matchups who they go up against and if they, if they can just put it all together. So those are our sleeper teams. I, I really like your pick with Miami. That probably would have been my number one, honestly. It's just they're, they're just such a great team. I, I speak very highly of Miami, even though um, they're a team that the Celtics might have to go up against, unfortunately. I, I like Denver a lot, too. I really do, because they are truly built. They're still young, and they have so much potential, so much. Like, there's so many players on that team that have yet to even catch fire yet. Uh, no, for sure. I mean, both those teams have upset potential written all over them. They're, they're a team that will take, a ser- a t- take most teams uh, seven ga- six or seven games for sure and, and probably could, and could upset them in six or seven games as well. So that's our rankings. That's our – we gave our top five teams. We gave our one sleeper team each. There was another start bench cut on Twitter – we had a little discussion last week. I think it was when we had we talked about prime Kawhi, prime Curry, and prime D Wade. What our start bench cut would be there. We kind of got into. I kind of got you going there, but this one is a little different. We have the MVP edition start bench cut. You got LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Antetokounmpo. I'll get into it first because I feel like I feel like this is kind of a gimme one, but you can make your arguments over. You can make a good argument for for any one of them. I feel like there's no real wrong answer here, um, but I would start LeBron James personally. I mean, listen, the guy's a four-time MVP. When he wins the MVP, it's for good reason. We've said this before. This guy could have won ten, six, seven, eight, nine, ten MVP awards by now in his career. It's just a matter of. He does it so consistently, what he does, that they have to give it to someone else. When someone, like, stands out or someone comes out of nowhere and just puts up insane stats. LeBron James, realistically, is the best player in basketball every single year. He probably won't win the MVP this year. Giannis will probably win it, which he probably should. But LeBron James is always always at the top of the mountain, always considered a top player in the NBA. When it's all said and done, LeBron James is – going to be a top three player um i i think he's going to be a top two player i think he's gonna be right behind jordan but my start i'd start lebron he is just all around one of the best all-around player of all time you need you need a you need a bucket you can go to lebron you need someone that can set a teammate up you go to lebron you need someone that can get defensive stop when he tries he can do it uh i'm gonna bench kevin durant I personally think Kevin Durant is the most naturally gifted scorer in NBA history. Seven feet tall, being able to pull up from 30, 35 feet with a handle, play like has handles like a guard, can go to the rim like a slasher. As skinny as he is, the dude is just unbelievable. And, and people can say what they want about him going to Golden State, the decision, his that move being weak. I understand that. I agree with that. But the fact of the matter is when he went to Golden State, he evolved himself as a player. He didn't just – he wasn't just a scorer. Not only was he their best player for the three years he was there, he turned into a very 
he evolved his game as an all-around player. He's not just a scorer. He was he learned how to play with a team around him. He learned how to he turned into an actually a very like a great defender. People actually don't talk about it that much. He actually turned into a very very good defender. And when he won MVP and when he was in the Thunder, he averaged thirty-two points a game. He was just unstoppable. He had that streak of like uh, twenty-five uh, games straight with twenty-five plus scored, which was like top of the top of the record books not it's not number one but it's like up there um he is just a certified bucket getter if i were to pick anyone honestly on this list if i had to pick anyone to get me if like i need that person to go to and get me a bucket i'm picking kevin durant and then that means i'm cutting Giannis antikupo nothing against him i just think lebron and katie have not saying Giannis doesn't have talent he obviously does have talent i feel like just the game is comes easier for him because of his length his height and just the way that he plays, and he's not as evolved as the other two. Yes, he's going to win MVP. Yes, he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but there's a lot there's a lot to thank for that. There's for The Milwaukee Bucks are the best defensive team in the NBA. His arm length, like he is just – the way he's built is just like is – it's of course he's going to win these awards. Like it's just his to lose, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like LeBron, he doesn't have the jump shot like Kevin Durant. He doesn't even have the jump shot like LeBron does. He doesn't have the drive. He doesn't have that winning mentality that either LeBron or Kevin Durant have yet. Until he, sh- until he shows that, until you know he wins a title, until he gets to that point, he's always going to be on my cut list when it comes to these three. Um, but, but Ryan, I mean, I, I went on a little tangent there because I wanted to give my explanation because it, it's one of those things where it's like you can't really give a wrong answer because you can make great arguments for all of them. It's just I feel like Le- LeBron and KD, like, I think right now, not right now, I think Kevin Durant's going to end up being a top 15 player of all time. If he keeps winning championships and stuff and he comes back being the player that he once was, I think he could slip into top 10, honestly. like that. I, just, I think very highly of Kevin Durant, and I think he just has the God-given talent to be that great when it's all said and done. But never mind what I think, Ryan. Uh, what, do, what, would you, what are your thoughts? Who would you start benching cut out of these three guys? Well, to start, I'm going to go with LeBron James. I think it's just the easiest and most obvious choice. Uh, again, he is the best player in the world each year. He could win MVP each year. It's just that you can't watch the same guy win the same award each year, so we have to give it to someone else. LeBron, if you put him in the playoffs, you put him in his prime, you put him at his best season ever, he is better than anyone. Like, obviously those other two, but – he is unstoppable. How can you stop him at all? When when he's when he is in his bag, there is no way to. There's no one that can guard him. There's no one big enough that can actually push him away or get him off the ball. There's no one fast enough who can just keep up with him. Like there, there's nothing. When he's going downhill, he's a freight train. Mm-hmm. So good luck stopping him. And his skill, vision, pat his passing ability is probably the most underrated part about his game. He like he's actually probably gonna go down as one of the best passers of all time. One of yes. the best like um uh floor generals of all time. Yes, he is a pure floor general. Yes, he played the forward uh the forward position, but he's a floor general at heart. He knows how to control the floor, he knows how to find the passing lanes, he knows how to slash everything. He's the best player in the world. He's the best of the three. There's no doubt I'm starting him. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on my bench. I'm going to have to put KD just because he is one of the most purest scorers of all time. 
Again, if I want a bucket, I'm going to KD. From anywhere on the court, if I want a bucket, I need him. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, it's, it's mostly everything that you said, but why would I not want to choose KD? Like, there's nothing he can't do. You know what I mean? Seriously, there's, yeah, he, exactly. he can slash, he can shoot, he can pass, he can play defense. Everything you want him to do, he will do. And with Giannis – the only reason why I'm cutting him is because, you know, his shooting ability. And it's what you said. His body is the perfect build for what he wants to do. And he has been able to perfect that craft almost because there's not one person who is tall enough and lengthy enough to keep to block him or stay with him. He just dunks over everyone. He's too tall. He's too lengthy. So his inside game is incredible. But – his outside game, if I need a bucket and we're down by two and we're trying to – or we're down by three and I need that three-point field goal, he's not going to get it. I can't yeah. rely on him to get that. And that, it's not because – it's not taken away from who he is, but he does not have the full game that LeBron and KD have been able to have throughout their careers. He is not a full-built player yet. He still has a lot of time to go, obviously. So at some point, maybe he'll be able to pass KD, but he needs to build his overall game still. He needs to become a shooter. He needs to be able to stretch the floor. And it's nothing against Giannis. It really isn't at all. No, it's not because he's he's unreal. He's still young. Like, he's 25 years old. Like, he still has so much more of his game to unlock, and he has so many – like, the three-point jumper. Once he gets a three-point jumper, once he gets a jumper just in general – Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how you're going to stop him. It's already impossible to stop him. It's just he, he can use that ability to his advantage, like the whole dunking over everyone. Like, it's just so easy for him. He just doesn't have the same exact skills that Kem Durant and LeBron James have. Will he one day? Absolutely. It's just right now, you got to give it to those, the, those two ahead of him, LeBron and KD. Now, Ron, you mentioned earlier um, you had something you wanted to ask me about with the, uh, the starting five. Yeah, did you see the – it was a tweet that ranked the best starting fives in the league oh, and it was based it, off yeah, numbers. And it had the Pelicans uh, – yeah. Yeah, it had the Pelicans as the best starting five <laughs> in the league, followed by the Celtics, which they should be up there. But I forget the other teams. I, I think the uh, Heat might have been one. I'll pull the tweet up right now. I, have I just want to say the Pelicans being number one is not absurd, but – how, you it, can't give it to a team that's not even in the playoffs. Yes, yes. How are you going to give it to a All team right, that's not even the in list. the playoffs? You ready? We have the Pelicans number one, Alonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Derek Favors. Okay. Which isn't a bad starting not five Not a bad at starting all. five. I'm not putting them at number one. Number two, you got Pat Bev, PG-13. You have, number two, you have the Clippers. Pat all Bev, right, PG-13. All right, Clips. Kawhi, Marcus Morris, Tuvok. Oh, they, had, they had the Celtics at five. Bucks at number three. Yeah, Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, Chris Milton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. Heat at number four. Kendrick Nunn, uh, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Myers Leonard. I think I – don't, I don't know if Myers Leonard would actually be the starting center there. I think Bam would be the starting center, and they'd play like Iguodala or Crowder at three or four and play a little small. I don't, I don't know. And then the Celtics at number five. Kemba, Jalen Brown, Hayward, Tatum, Tice. Now, I know we're green teamers. I know we're big Celtics fans, but – the Celtics don't have the fifth best lineup in the NBA. If no, gonna, they don't. They're top three. They, yep, they are they absolutely are. top three. And it's absurd that they put a team that 
isn't like they're in the bubble. Like they're going to be competing for a playoff spot, but they're not a playoff team right now. The Memphis Grizzlies are a playoff team right now. Yep. So just the fact they put him there. I mean, Drew Hall, love me some Drew Holiday. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Brandon Ingram Agreed. should probably is going to be a top contender for most improved player this year. I mean, he just went off scoring wise this year. Zion Williamson. We know what Zion Williamson brings to the table. Even He's only played 19 career games, whatever. Derek Favors and Alonzo Ball, like, listen, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Alonzo Ball. He's not there yet. Derek Favors, not – Daniel Tice would body – Daniel Favors. Tice is, yeah, like, would take care of Derek Favors. Yeah, let's put it that way. Kemba Walker, better than Alonzo. Jalen Brown, better than Drew Holiday. Jason Tatum, better than Brandon Ingram. Gordon Hayward, Probably not better than Zion. I mean, if they we're going head-to-head here, Tice, better than Derek Favors. And I can go just going down the list here. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are better than tw- – almost twice as better than anyone the Pelicans have in their starting lineup. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton alone, like, I don't know. I, I can't put the Pelicans number one. Would I put them top five? Maybe. I mean, I'd have to look at the list of teams here and, like, make my decision there. Like, I can't come up, come up with that at the top of my head. But, you know, that, that's just Bleach Report. Bleach Report just loves throwing Bleacher out Report there. is going to Bleacher Report. They really do. I feel like, honestly, like, I know ESPN does it a lot too, but they just do that to get people talking. They do it to get clicks. I think Bleach Report was the site that ranked Russell Westbrook the 22nd best player they were. last season. Yes, they were. Like, Come on. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, I, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook guy. Like, I don't think he's like a, like a top 10 player, but he's not 22. He is a top, oh. he is a top like 15. 12, top 13, like top 15 at the very minimum. Exactly. And they put not for nothing. They put Jason Tatum at 11. Like, yeah, Jason Tatum is amazing. A lot of, a lot more people are probably going to argue that Russell Westbrook uh, is better than Jason Tatum, but that's a conversation for another day. But that's just what Bleach Report does. They just do it to get clicks, to get people to talk. So. They had Jimmy Butler better than Jason Tatum, pretty sure. Did they? They had Butler at number 10 had, on that they list. Had, um, they had um, uh, Jason Tatum better than Paul George. But also, that being said, Paul George missed a lot of games this season, too, so that could have played a part into it. Right. Um, but they did have him ahead of Ben Simmons and um trash and, and uh joel and bead so uh that's fine by me hey fine by me yeah, exactly leech report can do what they want but if they're ahead of the sixers and i'm not going to complain but yeah so that is all we really have today uh ryan is there something else you wanted to throw in before i before i say goodbye to these beautiful people no that's what i want to throw in that starting five uh our argument right there yeah, you just got to love it when, um, you know, these sites just come up with these trash takes and just get people like us to talk about it. That's just what their their goal is. That's what they do, and that's what they're successful at doing. That's why Bleach Report is one of the best uh, or more well-known media, sports media sites <laughs> in the world because they just come out with trash. More well-known. Like that, yeah. More well-known than being the best. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Hoops Caviar. This was episode five uh we appreciate every single one of you for checking in listening to us listening to us talk about uh what we love the most in this world and that's basketball my name is dante toro you can follow me on twitter at dante on deck there you can find the link to my my blog 
you can find the Twitter handles to our to Hoops Caviar. You can also find the handle to Chasing Banners, which is our Celtics exclusive podcast. We record that on Sundays, put it out on Mondays, or sometimes we record on Mondays and put it out on Mondays. Uh, but you can find that there. Uh, Ryan, plug in your stuff, my guy. I am Sheehan. And on Twitter, you can find me at 401Sheehan, 401-S-H-E-E-H-A-N. We have Chasing Banners, which is also a great show. Go check out our first piece of merchandise we just released, Ooh, which yes. is hot off the use table. Cold, use uh, code BANNERS to save 10% off. BANNERS, hear that? Plug it in right there. B-A-N-N-E-R-S, BANNERS. 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 And then, <laughs> and then you could also follow my podcast, my own personal one, which is called Sheehan's World, which is my main name, apostrophe S, in the world. Uh, I also have an Instagram for that now where I've been posting a bunch of stuff. So it's called Sheehan's World Pod on Instagram. I Ooh. unfortunately did not do an episode this week, but I will be back this weekend. So that's where you can find me. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, Dante on deck as well. I'm trying to build up my presence on other social media platforms as well. So if you give me the follow, I'll love you forever. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back again next week. You can check us out on Chasing Banners on Monday when we release that episode. Thank you guys. Love you. Much love. And basketball is almost back. We're almost there. Peace out, guys.